Gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. It's Wednesday, buddies, and you know what that means. It's another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a special buddy of mine. I met him when he came to Erie, uh, what was it, a year or two ago, I think? Yeah, it seems like it was a, it was a pandemic ago. Yeah. Only one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Yeah. only one pandemic ago. My good buddy, Don. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good to see you. Good to to see you too. Glad to have you on the show. I like the intro, the music. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we love it too. So I got to start by asking, you know, I met you at uh, Juniors, which is now Keller's. Right. You know, let's start from the beginning. How did you get into comedy? Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think how long a, a version to give, but, um, I was a student, uh, in college at USC and I, uh, was a business student mm-hmm. I thought I thought I wanted to sell real estate, um, just because it was, that's a whole other story in itself, but it was, mm-hmm. it was the only thing I had got, been good at at that point and, uh, failed a bunch of things and went back to school, wanted to get my degree and, um and then i just kind of um i was going through a bankruptcy personal bankruptcy uh as a junior in college and i thought well you know maybe this maybe business isn't my thing if i can't even get through college without going bankrupt so and i was kind of disenchanted with uh i had been working in real estate at the time and it just it felt the longer i did it the more it felt like it was a really cutthroat kind of business and yeah I, I just didn't want to spend the rest of my life. I realized that, you know, I could be successful at it, but I wouldn't, I didn't think I would be happy. I wouldn't be the kind of person I wanted to be. And uh, so I just, you know, I was broke, bankrupt, disenchanted. And so I thought, well, let me, let me um, extend my college one more year and enjoy a year. And that left me with some open classes uh, that I didn't have to fill with business classes and I started, I took some acting and improv classes on a lark because I, in the back of my mind, I always wanted to try something like that, but it scared me, but, uh, but I've always loved comedy. So I thought, why not, you know, have fun my, my senior year. And, um, I loved it. It scared the hell out of me, but you know, I, I was very, I had a lot of stage fright, um, <laughs> early, early on and even for years into my career. And, um, so, yeah, so I absolutely, I fell in love with it. I started an improv troupe at USC that's still going, by the way, which is, that blows me away. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, that's that's it. I, I did improv for the last year. I, I wanted to carry it off because I, my first love was improv and sketch comedy characters. Um, and I wanted to continue that uh, outside of school, but I never could get, uh, you know, like a group going. Um, and 
I started doing stand-up because there were open mics in LA and just uh, found that I loved stand-up. And it was originally going to be just kind of a vehicle to try and get on Saturday Night Live or something like that. And um, But the, the longer I did, the more I just loved stand-up uh, in and of itself. And um, I decided, hey, I, 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 I could actually do this. This could be a career that, you know, it'll take a long time to uh, to build up, mm-hmm. make some money at and make a living at, which it did. But, um, yeah, it, it really didn't matter. Once, once I... Once I knew I was uh, good enough at it that eventually I could make a living and and that I could have fun regardless, mm-hmm. that I enjoyed making people laugh and getting my thoughts out there and my goofy, quirky ideas and everything I could you think of, I could just put out to people, make them laugh, and I was like, I was hooked. That's so. the fun. Of, that's the fun of comedy, you yeah. know. So you mentioned earlier, like going to open mics in LA and all that, all that stuff. Do you remember the early stages of your career? Do you remember those open mics? Do you remember? Most of them are repressed, but uh, repressed memories, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just remember, yeah, just um, coffee shops and pizza places, a laundromat here and there, and. Um, <laughs> It probably hasn't changed. It's probably the same <laughs> on some level, the same in LA. I mean, it was just, I had a, I was on a motorcycle. So I just remember like riding my motorcycle all around town and um, showing up any place that uh, I could get on a list. You just, you just want to get on, on a list. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't, wasn't tearing it up. You know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the guy that if you went to that open mic, you would say like, okay, of these 20 people, these three or these five will probably go somewhere. I don't, I don't think anybody would have said that about me. I wasn't a, a fast starter. And a lot of it was that I experimented with um, many different styles for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. a lot of it was I was just so um, just trying to get comfortable on stage. People weren't comfortable with me because um, I would write this funny stuff and then I would be so nervous about delivering it. And open mics aren't conducive to making you comfortable, anyways. Even if you, oh. even if you are good, which I wasn't. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, I got a funny yeah. story. My first open mic, my first open mic was at the club we met at Juniors. Now, oh, yeah. and yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is the big time. This is I'm gonna invite all my family. I'm gonna do all this. So a majority of my family came, and normally in open mics you can see the lineup, or they'll tell you, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, then you. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. They didn't do any of that this time. Right. It just, it just kept going like, okay, the guy would announce the next three guys. Like, okay, you, you, and you. So I'm sitting there oh, waiting, no. waiting, waiting. My family's getting impatient. You know, we're going after comedian, after comedian, after comedian. You know. Right. right. And right. a lot of these people, too, it was their first time, too. So it's not like every pro in Erie or something sure. like that. It's like just what you find in an open mic. And I'm like, and um but finally, they get up to it's the last three guys. They go, okay, it's gonna be you, you, and I'm like, if they forgot me, I swear. And then they said, yeah, you're gonna be the headliner tonight. Nice. So I'm like, great, going last. My family's gonna be thrilled. Meanwhile, half the <laughs> audience left after this comedian, you know. Yeah. So. Now, if I remember juniors at the time, uh, mm-hmm. they well, an open mic would be um, the Friday Saturday night show before the headline. <laughs> 
they used to put, they used to put up i've never seen anything like it they would put up anybody mm-hmm. um, on the main show if they brought some people or whatever it was it was funny Maybe i'm still that. i'm still working yeah. on my way to get in there so yeah yeah hopefully one day you know yeah but yeah and then this i remember the second open mic because you know, the first one, you get some chuckles here and there, something like right, that. Right. According to every comedian on this earth, that means you did good. Right. You know? And then, but the second one, I got my first room laugh. It was, um, I told my famous Amber Alert joke. I told that I'm the hide-and-go-seek champion of Erie, Pennsylvania, undefeated in my neighborhood, because one time they even awarded me the Amber Alert. <laughs> and it, nice. it, it froze me in my tracks, because it, it got the room laugh, and I'm like, that's new. So from then I was hooked and just went to My theme anyway. song is more of a piercing tone, right? Yes, exactly. It just it throws you off guard. It completely throws you off guard. Like you're yeah. you weren't expecting something like that. Right. And um from then on I just got hooked on it, you know? And uh, I haven't done many open mics yet, just because, you know, warming up from the pandemic and all that, but right. um hopefully we'll get back on stage soon. Sure. I mean <laughs> I killed has a whole different Meaning now, as a double. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. They so now, say how many? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, tell me about it. So, do you have any upcoming show now that things are hopefully getting over and up? You know, because like here in Pennsylvania, we're back to full capacity. Right. Right. Rid of the mask mandate. Are shows opening up for you? Do you have any upcoming gigs coming up or anything like that you want to promote? Yeah, nothing. Um to promote i i just did a couple of local gigs um just very just in the last week or two um because mm-hmm. it's, it's opening finally in california mm-hmm. um but uh i'm actually uh, back at keller's in september i want to say in september and in fact i think it's uh the, the september 11th and 12th if, if my memory i don't have it in front of me but it's oh, that friday and saturday yeah 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 so that'll be cool um yeah and then most everything is like from september on i'm 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 pretty solid but uh over the summer it's a little light because people weren't sure mm-hmm. whether they were going to open in the summer or not mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah yeah so you have a hey you have a fan watching right now my all good, right my good buddy mike brandon loved your laser eye surgery oh. bit okay all right mm-hmm. we're on yes so this isn't just practice okay <laughs> i gotta I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on my game now. We got a, somebody watching. That's yep. Cool. Yep. So, what about projects? Are you working on any new like albums? Are you working on like just anything like special, anything like that in the time? Well, uh, yes. Uh, I was supposed to tape my next special last May 25th, but. As you know, not uh, not much happened on yeah. May 25th. I was basically just cowering in my uh, in my bedroom on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the, in fact, I think I think was that that was right before. Yeah, that was before that was in the lockdown. Or you know, you get the alert talking about the Amber Alert. Remember that mm-hmm. alert on your phone? Did you get those in Pennsylvania? Like yeah, you know, curfew, the stay in the house. Oh no, not those! I thought you were oh, talking okay. about the ones that just come out of nowhere and scare the you know what out of you. Yeah, yeah, it was a curfew, you know. And I'm like, what do I do? Like, Stay home. I am home. I've been home. 
I can't be any. How could I be more home? I would have just in the middle of my room. Stay away from the window. Okay, put a blanket over your head. Yeah. So uh, that's where I was last May twenty fifth instead of taping a special. Yep. So uh, fast forward to um, uh, uh, you know post pandemic. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. feels like we're at. Um, Now I'm just trying to you know get the material sharp. um, See what I need to see what I've lost, what I need to change. Uh, this is the first time in over 20 years of doing this that I've, I've gone from year to year and, and ended up with less material mm-hmm. <laughs> the following year than I had the previous year. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just kind of shoring things up right now, but uh, I'm hoping to take my special in uh, October or November. So nice things go well. Yeah. yeah. So only a year, lost a year and a half in my life, you know, but yeah, yeah we all did, you know. At least I'm still alive. I mean, the bar has the bar is definitely lowered. Yeah, like, it's gone from I've got a million gigs to die. yeah, I've gone from I've got uh, you know all these gigs to I'm just trying to make it to Friday, dude. You know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. So now every comedian who's got him, keeping them audience appropriate, of course. Do you have any heckler stories for us? You know, I'm going to give you the most boring answer you've ever gotten this question i i don't i don't i never i've never gotten hecklers really my act i mean i've i've had uh typically you know maybe maybe a dozen occasions 15 20 over the years and Mm. once a year once every six months and even then that was mostly early on and nine times out of ten it was just a party that was just being too loud. loud. Usually, yeah. usually it's a party of women drinking too loud and talking loud, and they're interrupting the show, but they're not heckling. You know, they're not. Yeah, it's not intentional. They're not even aware of it. They get mm-hmm. mad when you point it out. But um, yeah. yeah, that's that's my. I I mean, I wish I could give you an interesting story, but I I just don't. Uh, hey, I'll give you. I'll give you one. Well, because I I don't. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear it. I I'll just say I yeah. I don't. Um, yeah. You know, I don't have the kind of act that provokes people to to speak out, mm-hmm. um, and I I talk pretty fast, and everything's kind of a punchline. And so it would, it you know, if if you're going to heckle, you'd have to jump in, you'd have to like time it, and it probably a lot. Of people, you, you, you oh wait, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you stop. Mm. So you don't give them the opportunity to heckle, is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Just it just wouldn't seem. Yeah, it wouldn't fit. Mm-hmm. So I've got a fun heckler story. Yeah, um, sure. There, I was at this open mic run by my good buddy, and there was just this one guy who was just giving me beef the entire time. Like, was just, you know, like I back when I I've given up this part of my routine about my, you know, making fun of my dwarfism and all that. But I was, you know, I was making, I was using some of my dwarfism jokes, like just some of my um things, like yeah, you know, like going out into the winter. You hate winter because you step outside and your ankles get cold. And I just feel like a visual reputation, like, poor you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then saying, like, at least you don't get blue balls when you go outside. And, like, he was combating it with, like, they were blue before you were even born or something like that. <laughs> just going on and on and on the entire time. And I finally looked at him and I stopped and I said, so I got a question for you. People ask me all the time, how small am I? I want to ask you, how high are you right now? And everyone just went, ooh, and he almost started to answer. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about your physical stature. <laughs> and then he got thrown out like 
a comedian later or something like that. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of coming back to Erie and everything, how was your experience at uh, when you came to Erie the first time? Like what, how, what was it like? Horrible. Worst place I've ever, no, uh, no, it was, it was great. Um, you know, I, I, I had fun before in Erie, uh, in juniors, it was a nice place. People, the people were nice, mm -hmm. but, um, boy, coming back, it was a whole different experience. Like Bob, Bobby is really, you know, invested in that club, the owner, Bobby, mm -hmm. if they don't know him. And, uh, you know, he just, God, the, the guy just contacted me out of the blue and just was like this really positive force of energy. The first time I met him, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, we'd love to have you, you, you know, a big fan of senior stuff and uh what do we have to do and i'm opening it up i got these ideas and i want to get the club going you know and i'm like wow this is not you know this is not the typical club owner experience <laughs> mm -hmm. you know uh, and i have a lot of really good friends who own clubs but it's just it, that's just not who they are right yeah um they're uh yeah and uh he's just like just puts it out there and he's like man let's do this i think we're gonna it's gonna be great we're gonna do this and that and i'm like oh man i love this guy yeah, I definitely want to work there. And I came out there and the whole, you know, it was very, um, you know, great host. And um, um, I think that, I think the, his energy also just kind of like, I could, I could feel it in the club too, that, you know, um, just the, the people in the staff and everybody kind of bought into it. And, um, you know, it was a much better experience than I was expecting. And I was expecting it to be fun. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I can't wait to see the new iteration. To see oh, you're gonna love it. You're, yeah, you're gonna love it. If you thought it was a great club beforehand, you're in for some treats now. You know, yeah, yeah. He's got he's he's put magic into the place. He's right, right, right. You know, like you could just tell just from walking in, like this is I don't remember this part or whatever or yeah, 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 or whatever. And then like there's a levitation stand in the beginning. You know, like where you took photos with all the guests and everything. Yeah, yeah. There's a levitation stand now. You can still take photos and all that, but like now there's like a nice. whole levitation thing. There's like there's a whole it's it's definitely a it's definitely a step up. Like I I would call it the Taj Mahal of comedy clubs, you know? Yeah. So you're nice. in for, you're in for a treat. Well, yeah, I mean I can't I uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I just like you know, I love working for people who who you can tell they love what they're doing. Oh, Bobby puts everything into what he's doing right now. So yeah, yeah, you it's know, just a, it's just a bonus, you know. Yeah, it it's not makes it that much more fun when. Yeah, I, thought, I was like, I thought it was just me. I really love this, and the people walk around like it's okay. And I'm like, no, this is great, right? Right? Yeah. Am I crazy? Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's very validating to see somebody who's like, you know, really loves what they do. So yeah, hey, we all do. You know, there's a saying out there: a man who works for his passion is richer than a man who works for money. Nice. Mm -hmm. I watched that. I heard that from uh, Cobra Kai, which I just finished up the other day. <laughs> you ever watch that show, by the way? Yeah, yeah. It's powerful. I'm telling yeah. you. I, I've started. The sad part is, I started last Thursday. And I'm like, <laughs> everyone's talking about the show. I'm just going to watch the first two episodes. Oh, yeah. By Saturday, I had to force myself to go over to my parents' house. Shower. And, yeah, do something. Like, go over to my parents' house and just do something like get outside and just do something, you know, yeah. just get outside, do something, get away from your TV for a little bit. Otherwise you're going to be there till Monday. You're going to look at your phone. It's going to be, yeah. it's Monday. 
I should be here right now. Thank God for binging. That got us through. <laughs> you know, we all, you know, it's better mm-hmm. than like, you know, getting drunk for uh, a week, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What shows did you watch during the pandemic? Oh, my God. Uh, Cobra Kai. Although I, yeah, I'm watching it with my kids. And uh, when we all get together, mm-hmm. it just, beca- you know, we would trade off between the show. We have a couple shows we watch or board games. And, mm-hmm. um, but over the last, you know, three or four months, it's almost always board games. So we're kind of stuck. And I'm like, come on, let's get, I'm going to finish this. I've got like three or four episodes left. Yeah. Um, but uh, Cobra Kai, I just watched one called um, uh, Patriot. Mm. I haven't, but nobody I've talked to. Nobody I've talked to have seen it. You, yeah, it's um, quirky, dark. Mm-hmm. Um, what else I watched during the pandemic? Uh, I watched a bunch of them. Uh, I watched The Judge. Mm. Was, was that the one on with Brian? Um, uh, Trying to remember myself, but I'm, I have a brain fart. Um, Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Brian Cranston. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. I know him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, God, I've seen a bunch of. I finally saw Ozark. People have been telling me about Ozark. Mm. A lot of them are dark. <laughs> a lot of them yeah. Watch it. Very dark. Um, Did you ever watch um, Brooklyn Nine Nine? You know, my kids love that, especially my daughter. And uh, I never really got into that one, but mm. I showed my girl. I showed that to my girlfriend for the first time this year, yeah. and by episode one, she's like, "What? We're not watching another one? Come on!" <laughs> yeah. So, there's yeah. um waiting for the next um what what's the uh, the the HBO one that just came out with the soccer um um. Mm. Well, I'm, it's too early in the morning. I'm just I'm waking up. <laughs> no problem. I like the cup, by the way. Mm. Yeah. And this is my small cup here. This is, I drink about three of these in the morning. And I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's, a, that's what helps you get your comedy material, you know? Like, that's what helps you find new material when you're up and running and go, okay, what's yeah. that? What's this? Yeah. Morning, neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke out there that says, um, I was extra tired this morning, so I made my coffee with Yard Bowl instead of water. I got halfway to work before I realized I left my car at home. <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. So now, buddy, we're running a new campaign on this show. It's called Be a Buddy, Not a Bully. What does this campaign right. mean to you? Right. Um, well, um, uh... Trying to think. So I, but by the way, this sounds great. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really know about this, so I'm, I'm kind of coming to this call. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bullying. I apparently a lot of it goes on online now. Mm-hmm. I say apparently. I don't. You know, I don't get on Facebook that much. I don't see it personally, but you know, you, you hear about it all the time, and you can definitely see. Um what's going on. And, uh, my son actually experienced, uh, a lot of bullying growing up and that was a very mm. traumatic thing. And, you know, so I through him more than like, I, I, I wasn't really bullied and, um, per se, 
but uh, boy, I see it out there, and boy, he struggled with it. I mean, it's affected him in a lot of ways, and it's taken him years of you know of us all and therapy to to get past um, uh, some of that. So I mean, that could it's uh, as a great yeah you know, great program. So yeah, thanks for thank doing you. that. Thank you. I've developed it because yeah. I too have been through building. You saw me. You met me. I'm a little person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's always my number one pet peeve when someone gets mocked for something that they have no control over, like a disability or, right. you know, or something, you know, something that you can't wake up in the morning and go like, I want to be six foot five tomorrow. Right. And, you know, if you, I always say if I had that ability, you know how much fun I'd have? Like, you know, how you know how awesome that would be. But at the same time, I would crush people. If I, yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Not that tough, but. <laughs> Just along the lines of one day you'd see me and I'd be me. The next day I'd be like, is that him? You know? Oh, wait. Are you anti-bully? Oh, yeah. wait a second here. I thought. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're a big anti-bullies here. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, in your, so much so that I'm going to ask you, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Uh, okay. I've never, that's an interesting way to phrase the question. Um, to be somebody's just to yeah just to be a to buddy be somebody's friend I, was, yeah. I mean it's it's everything mm -hmm. just to um you know you appreciate more than ever in the pandemic how many how many friends you have and you know yeah um, and what the i i learned i have never of course i went through this is you know now it's public knowledge but um i went through a divorce in the pandemic at the same mm. time um, so that's, you know, they say the old saying that pandemic's bad, but it's the divorce that gets you. I don't know if you heard mm -hmm. that one. Um, <laughs> never really caught on as a saying, but, uh, so I have just never, um, leaned on friends more than I did in this last year and a half, two years. And, um, they got me through, you know, some tough times. And, um, you know, I always thought I was the guy who, you know, you called when you needed an ear mm -hmm. and that that was kind of what i was used to being you know most of my life and then i was uh way more on the other side this last year you know and i realized um you know how how great my friends were um mm -hmm. i suspected but i had never put them to the test before <laughs> yeah so uh yeah yeah and uh it was just amazing so i i don't think i don't think i would have um Mm -hmm. gotten through without going you know to a much darker little, place without, little, without the support yeah. of all my my buddies friends yep. if you want to call them yep isn't there a paul mccartney song out there that says i get i get by with a little help from my friends yeah mm -hmm. and if not there should be yeah but i think there is mm -hmm. but hey you know there's a saying out there that friends are the people that you call up every now and then hey let's grab a beer catch up it's all you know i haven't seen you in a while Buddies slash brothers are the ones that you call up and say, I need some good men for this reason. You know, like I need some good guys up there on the altar with me or, yeah. you know, like, or, you know, 70 years down the road or something. Uh, you know, I'm taking my last breath. You guys are going to be the one to put me in the ground. <laughs> That's the old saying, like, uh, uh, a, a friend will uh, help you move, but a best friend will help you move a body. Mm -hmm. That's the old. <laughs> yep. Or even the better saying, a friend, you know, when you trip, a friend will help you up. A best friend will look at you and go, walk much? 
<laughs> so part of being a buddy and also you're not a guest on the show you're a buddy by the way All right yeah. yes part of being buddy is being a charitable buddy so if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice what would it be and why hmm you know i've 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 wanted this for a while because i'd love to to get more involved with the charity um so it's it's hard to narrow down to one but if um I mean, I, I definitely have an affinity for, I've, I've uh, a personal connection to uh, cancer, pancreatic cancer specifically. We've lost uh, uh, a couple people, mm. family, a couple close, my, my stepdad in the last couple of years and my grandma. Um, so that would be one. And just in general, I think um, food shelters, homelessness, um, um, I like the work they're doing. Um, I think it's uh, Chef Andre for the World Food Kitchen. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been that's been a I'm a big fan of that um, uh, because well, especially there's always been a need, but especially during the pandemic, there was you know huge, oh, huge gap and yes. huge need in in people who were you know just just meal to meal. Mm -hmm. So you know feeding people homeless, um, cancer. I don't know. It's a, it's a I don't have a very good answer to that because it, I don't, not it's not problem. just one, but I've got yeah. a, a couple, a couple of, uh, not there's a so many, you know, pick, oh, absolutely. Pick cause. I mean, there's so many, so many causes out there that need. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And now buddy, it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? Uh oh. Okay. For anyone out there who wants to be a comedian, what is your advice to them? Get out there, get out quit we're full <laughs> no uh I don't, if you want to be a comedian uh well first of all if you want to be a comedian try it i i can't tell you how many people um and myself included until i actually tried it and this was only in my you know young 20s but um who always thought well always thought I'd love to be a comedian but I don't know how to start so you know you might suck at it in fact even if you're good you're probably going to suck in any venue that you get invited to and any you know initially but um you know most people are not going to be cut out to be comedians beyond a, a hobby or a couple open mics and that's fine you know but I think there's there's a I think there's a value in just trying it. Mm -hmm. you, know, if, if you don't want to you don't want to be you know forty fifty seven years old. Man, I, I wish I would have I wish I would have tried stand up. You know, you know you could check it off your bucket list at a young age and find out whether you have any affinity for it. If it's what you thought it was, if it's not, but um, you know I think I, why not? It's not like base jumping. You know, you're not if you. If you screw up, you're not going to die. You're just going to like, you know, your ego is going to get bruised a little bit and you'll move on and you'll have a cool story. Mm -hmm. so. You're exactly right. And hey, you never know. Like you never know. You know how many times even you and me, you probably have done this before. You look back at an old set that was recorded or something and you almost want, sometimes you want to bang your head against the wall. Like, why did I use that joke or whatever? <laughs> Are you just, that was yeah. this morning. You just described my morning. <laughs> 
But at the same time, you know, you're right. It's all about learning. It's all about just having the experience. Because I would, you know, it's better to try and fail than to always experience. You know, to put yourself out. It, it is for people who have stage fright, like I did. It's it's um, a safe equivalent of jumping out of an airplane. It's <laughs> it feels that traumatic, right? But it's like it's exhilarating, also, and and um, you know, it 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 requires you to. Um, put aside your fear and uh, write some jokes and put something out there and, you know, yeah. why not? You know? Yeah. And you never, and it's always, especially with open mics, it's always, you're not the only one, you know, you're not the only one. Like I've seen people in open mics who have gone up there and that's, you can tell by the look on their face. Uh, and then they'll just open the admit it. Well, I just forgot everything I was going to say, you know, Yeah. yeah. but the, some of them end up being the funniest people up there, you know? Yeah. Some of them end up because they just go off. They, they just riff it off. They go, you know what? I'm just going to talk about this topic today. Da, 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 da. Thank you guys so much. You know, so. There's only and so then, many uh, unique experiences in life. You know, you got, it, it, I don't say, I don't think everyone should do stand up, but I'm, I'm saying if you, if you really want to do it, don't not do it because you're afraid or because you think you might not be good or you think you might not be successful um you probably are not good and probably are not going to be successful <laughs> that those are the numbers but you know but you might be and whether you are or not just the fact that you put yourself out there you'll never have this thing that i you know god i always want to try this mm -hmm. i'm trying to get through life and not have you know meaningful things to me things that i really wanted to do not have any out there that that i can look back and say why didn't i try that exactly you know? and hey What's there's the it could happen yeah, there's a saying out there. Every champion was once a contender who refused to give up. All right. Man, you got a saying for everything. You <laughs> should have a podcast. Or a hey, let's think about that. Hey, yeah. you know, funny you should mention that. <laughs> this well, is a really you. good uh, practice run. You ready to do it for real? I mean, I think this is good. We got some good stuff here. Do, 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 do. We could do this in front of multiple listeners, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much for being a buddy. Yeah, of course. Um, buddy Cassidy, it was a blast talking with you. I can't yeah, wait to man. see you at Juniors again, or Keller. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple. It's going to be hard not to say that, right? Yeah, <laughs> see you in, in a couple months or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? And hey, I'll introduce you to some people, too. I'll introduce you to okay. some good like my good buddy Mike here, you know? So. All right. Thank all right. you, Mike. For all my buddies. Yep. This is all. This is my buddy Don. Thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. And I have one favor, one favor to ask you before we end the show today. Go be someone's buddy. Deal. All right. All right. We'll catch you all next time here Thanks, on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership.
And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.